Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This uh, morning we... uh are in the book of 1 Samuel. If you'll turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 9. And uh, one of the things that uh, you always have difficulty with when preparing for a service like this is uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to talk about Memorial Day? Are you going to talk about graduates or what? And I don't know. So uh, this morning what we're going to do is we're going to talk about something that I think kind of deals with all of us. So if you will, uh, join with me in prayer as we uh, begin our time together. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we just thank You so much uh, that You've allowed us to to come before Your presence. And Lord, we pray that as we uh, now open Your Word, that Your Spirit might uh, fall heavy upon this place. Lord, that You'd allow us to, to feel Your presence. And Lord, help us to hear Your Word and help us to apply it to our lives and allow us, Lord, to to grow ever closer to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of my favorite uh, things uh, when I was young was I I loved to go around and, and, you know, when you're real little, you imagine a lot of stuff. You imagine things and you do things and and uh, I, I told you a, a couple of weeks ago that uh, my dad loved to watch uh, James Bond and he loved to watch those movies where he's the secret agent man. Well, one of the TV shows that came out while I was young was about a secret agent, but he wasn't quite on the caliber of James Bond. It was a, a TV show called Get Smart. And the guy that was the secret agent man, he always would uh, try and figure out what was going on and uh, sometimes he uh, his catchphrase was missed it by that much and he, he was always proud about the fact that he was so close even though he might have missed it by a little bit and I want to talk to you today about someone who missed it by that much first Samuel chapter 9 uh, in this part of Samuel Now, we talked about on Mother's Day about Samuel's mother, Hannah, and how she was a godly mother. And... uh, uh but Samuel, uh, one of his primary things as a uh, prophet of God at this time was he, as I told you back then uh, on Mother's Day, uh, Samuel really served as the last of the judges of Israel. And he served in that capacity, in that role as, as a judge, but he also was a prophet of God. And so he kind of bridged this period between the judges and the kings. And one of the things that God uh, instructed Samuel to do uh, was is found here in uh, chapter 9. If you'll read with me, uh, beginning at, at verse 1, it says, Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, and he was the son of Abriel, the son of Zur, and the son of uh, Bechorath, and the, the son of Amiah. And a Benjaminite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a uh, choice young man and a godly. And uh, there was not among the children of Israel a godlier person than he. Uh, From his shoulders and upward, he was higher 
than any of the people. And uh, if you go on and continue reading here, uh, you'll read that God chose and selected Saul uh, for a special purpose. He would, uh, Samuel was to go and to anoint Saul and to make him the, the first king of Israel. But I want us to, and, and Saul had a lot of difficulties during his time as king, and so much so that God chose another man to succeed him as king. But, and we know all about David, and we know all about David's accomplishments, and, and really uh, the people of Israel talk all about David and all the things that he did. But if you look at, at Saul, Saul was a young man, a young man who was doing God's, uh, doing the things that his father wanted him to do, and he was. It, it describes him as a godly young man. He was goodly, and that means he was uh, handsome. He was good looking, but there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier uh, young person. He was very godly, and he had uh, a a godly heart, and. So he was selected as the first king of of Israel by God. And this young man had everything in front of him. He had all of it in front of him. Kind of like our graduates. And and really uh, all of us, uh, when we think about it, uh, when we accept Christ into our life, when we become a Christian, we begin to, uh, to, to go out there for Christ and, and to begin our life as a Christian. We have all of the world in front of us. We have everything in front of us. Everything is there for us to proceed on. And God has a plan and a purpose for our life. And God selected Saul for a purpose. He wanted Saul to be uh, the king of Israel and to, to move the people of Israel in the pathway that God desired for them. It was not God's desire for Israel to have a king, but if Israel was going to have a king, He wanted Saul to be it. And what we'll see is, is that even if you are... Uh, someone who is a godly young person, a good person, someone who's head and shoulders above everyone else, you still run the risk of missing it by that much. Missing it by that much. Saul had everything going for him. He was such a a wonderful young man. We read in this uh, chapter here that Saul is told by his father to go and uh, to to look for uh, some livestock. Uh, and it says, And the, the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said unto Saul, His son, Take now one of, thy, of the servants with thee, and arise and go uh, and seek the asses. And he passed through the Mount Ephraim, and he passed through the land of uh, Shalasha, and, but he found them not. And then they passed through the land of uh, Salam, and they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamites, and he found them not. So Saul is looking and searching for these, uh, this livestock, and he's looking for them, for his father. He's doing everything he's, he's been told to do. He didn't just give up when he didn't find them at the first place. He didn't give up when he didn't find them at the second place. He didn't go back to his father and say, look, they're, they're just gone. We just, we just don't need to try and find them. 
Paul, uh, Saul did everything he could to find the livestock of his father, these donkeys, and he wanted to do everything he could to please his father. And we start uh, all of us start off in a good place. We always start off wanting to please our parents, always wanting to do everything that we should, and uh, uh, but we don't always live up to that. Uh, and when they were in Zuf, uh, Saul said unto his servant uh, that was with him, "Come and let us return, lest my father uh, le- uh, leave caring for." the asses, and take thought for us. So he's worried about his father after they went to four or five different places and couldn't find uh, the donkeys. And, and he said unto him, Behold, now there is in the city the man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go fur, uh, thither, and peradventure he can tell us or show us the way that we should go. So Saul was even a young man that, that sought after God. He sought to follow after God, and, and he knew that God would be able to answer uh, for him uh, where these donkeys were. And in his time of trouble, he even consulted God. So even when we as Christians are doing all the right things, we can still mess up, and we can still come a little short. Even when we're seeking out to do God's will, we, uh, uh, and, and it seems as though we're doing the right thing. Saul is, is trying to find uh, the donkeys and he's trying to find uh, the pathway that he should go. And this is what leads him to Samuel. And so he goes into that, that community and, and he asks about uh, where to find Samuel. And the servant answered Saul in verse 8, and he said, Behold, I have here in hand fourth part of a shekel and uh, of silver that I will give thee uh, the man of God and t- uh, that he would tell us our way. And uh, before times in Israel, when a man uh, went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer. And uh, for he that is uh, called... Uh, a prophet uh, was before called a seer. So they're searching out the prophet Samuel. That's what it means when this is kind of a side note saying this is uh, why it's called a seer at this point. In verse 10, Then said Saul unto his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went into the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they found a young maiden uh, going out to draw water and said unto them, Is the seer here? And she said, they said, answered and said, uh, He is, behold, he is before you. Make haste now, uh, for he come uh, today to the city, for there is a sacrifice of the people uh, today in the high place. So they were doing everything that was right. They were doing all the things that was good. And I, I'm reading this passage of Scripture to tell you that that as Saul was going about his business, he was doing all the right things. And just because we're uh, going to church and just because we're living the kind of life that we're supposed to live doesn't mean that we don't need to be very careful about the things that we do. That we, uh, just because we're attending church and we're doing the right things doesn't mean that we uh, shouldn't be on our guard. 
uh, throughout your life, young people, as you're going uh, and embarking upon this next phase of your life, or those of us who are already through those phases and, and are, are seeing ourselves in another part of life, we've got to be careful. We've got to be sure that we're following after God's desire, that we're doing the things that God wants us to do, that we're being careful about the choices that we make, that we're constantly seeking after God's direction and ensuring that we're uh, following after God. The next thing I want to share with you is, is that in spite of the fact that, that we uh, tend to do the right things, here, uh, that we can mess up. Here's Samuel, and in chapter 10, he takes the vial of oil and he anoints the head of Saul and he, he declares that Saul will be a new, uh, the next king. A little bit later, uh, we see that Saul goes to the rest of the people. Uh, uh, he, tells, he tells Saul where to find the, the donkeys and uh, Saul goes back home and he, he goes about his life. And we have to be careful when God places a call upon us that we have to follow after God's desire. Saul did everything wrong. He, he, this is the beginning point of when he uh, is starts to diverge from where God wants him to go. Samuel tells him to, to go home and tell his father that the uh, that the 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 uh, the donkeys have been found. But he's uh, and he goes. Uh, Samuel goes and begins to declare to the people of Israel that they have a new king, and he tells them that they're going to. Uh, to, to go about the process of revelation by a process that God uh, set forth where they are to bring each of the tribes before Samuel. And Samuel will then uh, uh, narrow it down to the clan and then he narrows it down to the family and then he narrows it down to the one that God calls. And he goes through all of this and uh, Saul is supposed to uh, be presented to the people as the king and rather than being there and taking on the mantle of what God desires for him, Saul's hiding. Saul hides. He's in the baggage. He's in the luggage. He's, he's uh, hiding amongst all the goods and things. He's hiding from God. This is the first indication, truly uh, indication that Saul is really messed up. And this is not to be confused with humility. Saul is hiding from uh, his responsibilities to God. Now, Saul's already had a change of heart. In the process of going back home, uh, when it says that uh, Samuel tells uh, Saul to go back home that he, uh, that, and he tells him where to find the donkeys, the Bible tells us that as soon as Saul turns to go home, that God changes his heart. He, at that point, has the Spirit of God come upon him. So why should Saul be hiding now that he's being revealed to the rest of, of Israel? He's been chosen of God to go forth and to lead God's people. And he's hiding from his responsibilities even though the Spirit of God is upon him. So much so is the Spirit of God on him that as he's going, uh, Saul begins to prophesy. And people begin to notice him. And people say, is Saul really one of the prophets? Is he one of those that's uh, uh, prophesying? Uh, God's Spirit so fills him that he's prophesying with others that are pro uh, prophesying. Uh, 
And so Saul has no reason to be hiding when God calls him into service. But he's hiding nonetheless. Later on, we'll see in Saul's life that uh, his his next bout of trouble begins to come upon him when uh, he doesn't follow God's direction. Uh, God directs Saul to go and and uh, as he's facing the Philistines to to wait at a certain location for the man of God Saul to come and to make an offering and to to, to inquire of him wh- uh, how to proceed next. And so Saul goes and he's there, he's waiting, but Samuel's not there. Samuel is is delayed. And God tell, uh, God wants him to wait, but instead Saul takes on the role of the priest. He makes the sacrifice, he goes and he does what he thinks is right rather than waiting upon God. That's another mistake that Saul makes. And it's at that point that the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God troubles Saul and he then leaves Saul. And here's the saddest part. Saul doesn't even know that God's left him. So then we have the whole episode where David uh, goes out facing the Philistines and, and conquers Goliath. And all of you know that story about how David goes and, and faces down Goliath. Instead of Saul leading his soldiers to go into battle against the Philistines, he's cowering in his tent. He's waiting for a champion to, go, to step forward. Saul is supposed to be God's champion. Saul is supposed to be the champion of, of Israel. The king leading the people out, representing the people. Saul had the hand of God upon him. He's supposed to be the one uh, going out there facing Goliath. Instead, he allows a little boy, a little shepherd boy to come. A a young man that's so small and so, so young... He can't even wear a man's armor. Now, uh, remember I told you that Saul was head and shoulders taller than anyone else. This would give him an advantage of over, over every one of his soldiers in facing the giant Goliath. But instead, he's willing to try and put his armor on this little young man who's a, who's a shepherd to go and face the giant. So God comes upon David to deliver the people from the Philistines, to deliver the people from the giant. And God goes with David, and Samuel then goes and anoints David to be the next king. Why? Because Saul has already demonstrated that he's fallen away from God. He's missed it by that much. He's, he's come close to serving God. He's done all the right things up until a certain point, but he allows himself to get in the way. And as we uh, have uh, new phases of our life and as we have new times in our life, we have to be careful not to miss doing God's work by that much. Saul was doing... According to everybody else, he was doing all the right things. Once he was made king, he was leading them in battle. But because he decided to follow after his own whims and his own direction, he missed it by that much. God's presence left him. And now after David defeats the Philistines and defeats the giant, 
All the young girls that are singing the praises of the soldiers as they're coming back from battle, they're saying, well, Saul killed his thousands. He led the, the, the armies out to kill the thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. Saul's done some good, but God's done even greater in the hand of David. And it's at that point that Saul begins to have... Uh, his greatest character flaw and that is he begins to worry about what other people think of him rather than listening to what God has for him. Each step along the way he goes further and further away from God. He still appears to be a man of God. He still appears to be doing all the right things but he's still missed it. He's missed it by that much. We as, as, as Christians can be going through the right motions. We can go and do all the right things. We, we become Christians. We walk down the aisle. We become members of the church. We begin to, to participate in church. But because we don't listen to God, we miss it by that much. Because we don't hear the voice of God in our life to go and visit someone or go and tell someone about Jesus Christ, we miss it by that much. Uh, because we don't go and serve God and we don't follow God's plan for our life and do the things that God wants us to do, we miss it by that much. And before you know it, we're at the end of our life and we haven't done what God wants for us to do. We haven't been bad people per se. We've just missed it by that much. And in our lives, I hope and pray that we'll stop missing it by that much. That we'll start following after God, listening to what God's direction is for our life, knowing what God wants for us. Young people, as you go out into the world, make sure that you follow after God so you don't miss God's plan by that much. Because when you miss it by... I don't know if many of you have been in a, in a boat Riding in a boat. I, I remember as a young person, I was, I, I was a Boy Scout and I, I learned how to, uh, to paddle in a boat and learned how to use watercraft and, and had to learn how to do different strokes in a canoe and had to learn how to, to do a, a rowboat. One of the things that, that I thought that was so simple was getting in a rowboat and just simply rowing. You think, well, I can just row until I find... But you're facing in the opposite direction when you row in a rowboat. You're facing the back of the boat when you're rowing, not the front of the boat. So how do you, how do you get where you want to go? Well, you pick a spot and you keep that spot in your sights and you line that side up with where you want to go, you line your boat up, boat up with where you want to go, and you keep that sight in, in your eyes and you row so that you'll go in the right direction. But if you aren't careful, you can miss calculating and just by a little bit, if, even in a sailboat, if you're off in your calculations by a little bit, when you get farther and further out, you're further and further away from where you're intending to be. You think, well, I'm just missing it by a little bit. I'm just missing it by a little. But when you keep carrying it out and carrying it out even further, you can be a long way off. You can miss it by a whole lot because you didn't sight yourself correctly. You didn't put your sights on the right spot. You didn't line up correctly. Don't miss your course in life by missing it by that much. Instead, keep your eyes on Him. Keep your eyes on God. 
make sure to follow after Him. Do all the right things, but also follow God's direction when He tells you to go. Let's pray.